0: your best self every day. To learn more, visit naturesway.com slash Gemma10 and use code Gemma10 at checkout for 10% off any alive women's multivitamins. Terms and conditions apply valid through June 30th.
1: Looking for hair removal tools that not only deliver smooth results, but also empower you with a sense of complete control? Enter Conair Bomb. your secret weapons for smooth, sleek results made just for women. From the ultimate bomb grip and professional grade blades, you don't have to compromise and settle for less. Conair Bomb equips you with the precision and power previously reserved for men's grooming tools. So take your hair removal routine to the next level with Conair Bomb. available at conairgirlbomb.com or a retailer near you.
0: There is a whole collection of black lead products at Walmart that can fit into your daily routine. And in every Hello and welcome back to The Psychology of Your 20s, the very unprofessional podcast whereby I, your unqualified guide, talk through some of the big changes and transitions of our 20s and what they mean for our psychology. Welcome back to a new week on the podcast. I hope it's been a fabulous time for all those listening. It's a very special episode because it <laughs> it's part two of my Let's Get Friendly segment and I have None other than the amazing Phoebe with me on the show. (laughs)
2: I've got the giggles. I've got the giggles already. (laughs) The
0: giggles. I'm excited. I'm really
2: excited to be here. Thanks for having me.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Oh, it's a pleasure. Honestly, Phoebe was one of the first people I think I told about doing this.
2: Yeah, it was the of exams, and you were like, instead of studying, you were creating the artwork for it, and I was like, (laughs) yes,
0: yeah, go Gemma. And also, you were a huge inspiration behind it as well. No, because we would have all these conversations about. Sadness, sadness. <laughs> <laughs> Firstly, <laughs> lots of that, but also just like really cool psychological concepts when we used to study at the the teams yeah. building together. But
2: to be fair though, I have zero knowledge about psychology like at all, and yeah. so it'd be me being like blah, 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 and you're like and it's because of this, yeah. and I'd be like what? Yeah, <laughs> she was like a case study for
0: me. I was doing like I <laughs> patient like, one, patient zero. <laughs> zero <yeah. laughs> I was doing like abnormal psychology and like social psychology at the time
2: <laughs> and i was like You're saying i'm abnormal
0: oh come on <laughs> don't crack that with me okay, okay, okay. we need to yeah. we're already on the tangents um so yeah i thought i'd invite phoebe on because she's been such a huge motivator and a real gem of the past year oh,
2: nice. um
0: do you want to tell them how we met how did we meet um
2: yeah say it we had a well we met it was through a mutual friend. Yeah, we met through a mutual friend and I think it you know when you meet those sort of people that you have um a very like you just know that you're on the same page. You yeah. just know that your your lives are heading in similar directions. You just know that you've got a similar world view, you've got a similar perspective. perspective and, yeah, it was just really refreshing to meet Gemma um, at that time in time of my life. It, yeah, it genuinely was. And it started off, we'd go on little, little study dates. Yeah, we would. And um,
0: um, we used to always talk about how the reason we get along really sim- really well is because we were raised to the same, very mm. very similar values. Our mums are very similar people. Yeah. I don't know about our dads, but... Um, nah, I reckon that. No, maybe. I don't know. Yeah. That's something we can talk we can about, about attachment about- style. <laughs> Really Aww. get into it. Oh, my God. Juicy, juicy. <laughs> but um, I remember the first time I met – I remember I met you on FaceTime.
2: Mm. Oh, yes. Yeah. I remember this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And
0: um, I was like – I was at a pretty – I didn't have many people that I really loved hanging out with. And um, mm. then I met you on your 21st birthday.
2: Oh, my God. My 21st birthday. I'm nearly 22, actually, oh, in like yeah. a, a week and a bit. So we've basically oh, yeah. been – we've known each other for
0: a year now. Mm. That's pretty cool. Yeah, crazy. And I remember meeting you on your – birthday and i was in a rotten fucking mood mm. i think my ex-boyfriend had done something pissed me off um but then the next time we met i was like it was like i met my like a soulmate my twin stuff <laughs> and
2: i was like we're yes. gonna get along it was it was very like and i remember what every time i'd see you i'd be like so we're gonna be friends yeah <laughs> so yeah um let's let's make this friendship
0: happen yeah <laughs> it's like um i have this thing where I'm like i'll meet people and i'm just like
2: them Mm. I like pick them and I'm like I feel so special it's like the bachelorette you've like given me a a rose rose. yeah Yeah. I'd
0: give you a bunch of roses if (laughs) I could afford it (laughs) (laughs) but I can't um so yeah I thought we'd get you on here today just to talk about what's been going on you have so many valuable lessons um from your 20s yeah 22 now nearly two years (laughs) I know so exciting (laughs) two years experience um and we kind of bond over a lot of different Highs and, highs and lows, highs and lows. And those are the best people I think to talk to because then you know, you can actually really share perspectives and we yeah. get pretty deep into it. A lot of TikToks.
2: I do love my TikToks. Yeah. They're um So, a bit of an issue. <laughs> should um, i crack from yeah. the, the wine. Yes, have a glass okay. with us if you've got a bottle of wine. It's after
0: 3 p.m. Maybe 3 treat 3 p.m. yourself. Treat yourself. Oh, I can
2: hear it. Can you yeah. hear that? Everyone on the podcast? Are you listening? ASMR. Welcome back to the podcast. Really Battery. embarrassing. I once had to host a, um, what was it? It was, I think it was Valete for, um, smaller. Okay. Mm. Valete for my college. And, um, they asked me to host like the day of, and they're like, oh, can like in the breaks between like awards, can you do something and I was Like, sure. What? I did ASMR in front of my entire college. Were you drunk? Partially, not actually that drunk, and so I did ASMR. I was like, "Hey guys, well, welcome to the college, Santa Hall." Am not sure? Did I just dox myself? No, I don't live there anymore. No, um, you
0: don't live there. You don't live there, but you did. You did live at Hall. I did, and I did ASMR in front of everyone. Oh there. my god! So Phoebe, um, we have heaps of topics we want to talk about. Um, you were in SR. Oh, cheers, of cheers. course. You were in SR when we first met. Mm-hmm. And I was the fateful
2: year of 2020 to be an SR. Yeah. How was your 2020? <clears throat> um, I would say it was interesting. It was definitely an interesting year. End up starting off the year. I think you had Kate on the podcast um, mm. two episodes ago, a few episodes ago. And um, she said, like, started off like, yes, she's an SR. Cool, mm. going forward. And then obviously, COVID hit and it screwed everyone over just mm. a, a little bit. Um, End up going home. <laughs> my mum became a celebrity that was very odd yeah. um and we, then can we say her name no we probably shouldn't i mean you, you can my last name is so common you can probably yeah. google her but look up sa
0: chief health minister
2: no no she's not politician chief health officer oh, Chief health officer sorry yeah Andrew Barr for something. and so she just got mm. it was very weird time for me just because it was like everyone was like i'm at home with my family for like six months and i was mm. like I'm home and my family are working 24/7 and not just working like they are the like the most
0: essential workers in <laughs> South Australia.
2: Yeah, so that was kind of fun. Um but then second half of the year was you you suddenly you come back from like I lived with my grandma when covid was mm. on and came back and it was like oh my god being plunged back into college mm. and I would just gone very over college. Yeah, very quickly, yeah. And you had a lot of it was hard for you because you were you were
0: 21 years old dealing with pastoral concerns of people who mm. were your same age. Like mm. how did you find
2: that that's a huge, you know, mental health experience in itself. I think it's hard enough being an SR without a COVID year happening. Um mm. because that definitely added I think a lot of like it, in a college situation we weren't like there was a lot of restrictions. We were placed into positions where as leaders of the college we had to enforce rules like we were this sort of like police officer role Ooh. and that was very unusual and you were not paid for that not paid for it I mean we like we didn't pay rent but it was still con- considering was, the
0: work you were doing yeah, last
2: yeah yeah I remember mid-sem sem2 last year I just was like I've lost it <laughs> I have yeah. lost it completely but then to be fair I am extremely dramatic and think that my because I care, look, I'm a nerd, I care about my grades a lot, and <laughs> thought that the world was ending because of SR, and I didn't have time to study as much as normal. And but it was all fine, it all worked out in the end because yeah. everything always does work out in the end. And Phoebe is
0: one of these people that, like,
2: you just you. <laughs> you're you almost
0: downgrade your experiences you could be like <laughs> oh i got hit by a bus but like i only broke my legs i still have a finger it's fine so let me just clear up you did have a fucked year like you were dealing with like many many crises and your own kind of stuff at the same time yeah. and that's when we became friends so. yeah I mean, see, positive yeah. stuff came out of it. You were literally like a godsend for me. Like I hadn't you're really connected. Godsend con- for
2: me. Oh, God, we needed to- <laughs> We're actually just flirting. This is just going to basically be a date between Jemma and I, <laughs> but you're just you're just like sitting at the table opposite and overhearing it
0: all. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. It's like a first date. But, like, we already know each other. <laughs> yeah. But I'm, like, asking you all these, like, so how was that for you? <laughs> what are your hobbies? <laughs> what's your
2: favourite colour? Oh, what's yours? Um, it's actually green. Oh, mine's yeah. blue. Oh, oh,
0: Are they both primary colours? Is green a primary colour? No, no, green's not. Oh, sorry. Yeah. You're not allowed to come into the club. But, um, <laughs> yeah, and then how did, would you be happy talking about how <clears throat> the year ended? In what way? In what way? Um, romantically. <laughs> okay because i feel like we we need to talk about yeah. situations yeah okay
2: we've got a few things that we're going to discuss mm. um just to do some signposting as you do in an essay yeah. um we're just true academic feedback. Yeah. We're, we're gonna signpost what we're going to be talking about um one of those things is love life and lack thereof or mm. abundance thereof abundance thereof when it rains it pours um oh, yeah. is it pouring for you right now Maybe. Maybe. It's a light <laughs> but, <ribble. laughs> Um, but in the sense that like I wouldn't say that I've ever really been in a proper relationship. Mm. Yes.
0: Just do you have like any insecurity about that, would you say or not really? Um,
2: or do you just not think about it? I mean, I was massively judged in like the mm. first few years of college mm. as I think society, like societally, is yes, it, it, it's that? Socially. socially, culturally, culturally, culturally. Um, there's this sort of pressure to like you're either super promiscuous or you're a prude. Like there's yeah. no there's no clear in between. And like um, my dating history is <laughs> just a lot of like random three month things with mm. people. And very few of them have I had, like, a genuine connection with. But... Yeah. Have you
0: – and – because I feel like that um, that can be pretty hard. Like, a lot of your friends were in mm. long-term relationships around that time. Mm. And you were kind of there – did you want more from
2: these people or were you happy with the way Some of them, yes. Some of them, no. I don't know. It was the, – the one over the, – the more recent one at summer the end fling. of the year. The Summer Fling. That – Yeah. Yeah. Kind of
0: left you a bit scarred, didn't <laughs> it? Just
2: a little bit.
0: We should talk about that, like <clears throat> the psychology of like yeah. rejection.
2: Well, do you want to tell me about the psychology of a situationship and why they happen? Should we define a situationship? Yeah. First? Do you want to define it and then I'll explain? Yeah. So a situationship is you are uh, seeing someone, mm. you're dating someone. Um, you're not. You don't have a label on it. You've spoken about it. Um, there's no label, or you might not, you might not have spoken about it. There's no label, but you do things that a serious relationship would. Oh, you guys
0: were doing serious like <coughs> stuff that was more serious than
2: Sorry. than me and my. I don't have COVID. Um,
0: yeah. <laughs> like um the time when you had to take him to the hospital and like call his
2: dad. Yeah, that was fun. Um, yeah, just doing things like very, very like long term relationship, not mm. just like casual seeing someone. Yeah, it's
0: it was something more.
2: We...
0: Okay, so thanks to Phoebe for explaining what a situation ship is. Okay, I'm going to give, like, a brief psychological explanation behind... You can open the chockey. Okay, um, it's really exciting, guys.
2: It's um cornflake
0: chocolate. Only guess. you would buy that. <laughs> yeah,
2: because cereal's the best.
0: Yeah. Anyway, yeah. So a situationship, I think a really good way to kind of apply, like, a good framework to apply is, like, of social psychology. So naturally, when you think about our instincts as people, it's to breed, it's to survive, it's to... Wow, chocolate across the room. <laughs> um... It's to, you know, improve the chances of our gene survival, but it's also to feel socially stable, socially secure and supported. But I think in the modern day as well, there is this huge pressure, which comes from a more modern social kind of aspect, to not settle down, to be free, to be young. And it depends on your kind of, uh, yeah, your perspective Mm. on dating. So I think the reason why situationships arise is as primarily a cure for social loneliness and it's a sense that like when you are with this person you feel seen you feel heard you feel supported you feel like if you're in the wild you'd have a buddy mm. and I have I have this great perspective that I well I don't think it's great but I just think that long-term relationships and partnerships aren't actually natural and I know there is like some definite studies that suggest that some people have like given an offer to do and mm. pushing a certain perspective a certain ideology but i think that we weren't naturally made to live 80 years with someone you know mm. when relationships as a concept or partnering or coupling as a concept began you know the life expectancy was like 35 years true and i think so
2: i i, I think you can be with somebody up until 80 like i i we have you're, yeah. you're much more romantic than i am I think. yeah i think i mean my people in my family have been yeah. together for a very, very long time. Like since I was eighteen and I've been like, gross, oh, screw you for having beautiful, loving relationships. Anyways, yeah. But I think I do agree in that sense that people come into your like this isn't just for friendships as mm. well as relationships, but people come into your life for like brief spurts. Yeah, they come into your life for like at a time and a place and they stay for a certain amount of time for a reason. Yeah. And I've just been in the situation where a lot of people have stuck around for three mm-hmm. months But I've learned a lot from them. I've learned
0: a lot from those people. You have. And I think that a lot of the time, the
2: reason why we
0: do get into those short-term things is because we crave um, social intimacy and emotional Mm. and physical intimacy, especially when, well, at any age in your Mm. life, at any age.
2: And I think as well, because I I think Gemma and I, I think are very similar on the fact that we've similar sort of life goals and what we want for ourselves and our career and what we want to do and i know that like for me personally i i know like i want to live in new zealand mm. i want to move to darwin like i've got these these plans yeah. and i i know deep down every time i see someone that i'm like well i'm going to always prioritize doing what i want to do over yeah being in a long-term committed relationship and i'm sure great somebody's eventually going to come in and fit into that spot yeah i hope so yeah I hope so too. um mm. but like but at like I don't think like you know at uni, yeah. the chances of that actually happening is so low, and we hear all these stories like, oh, I met my like life partner when I was at uni. My brother, if you're watching, if you're listening, <laughs> listening
0: <laughs> watching, if you're listening listening, no, but it's true, <laughs> we hear all these stories, and like it just doesn't happen for everyone. Mm. you know you're also maybe just not ready, you don't know who you are at the time. I think mm. you since that situationship has ended. You have discovered so much more about yourself. Oh,
2: absolutely! And I know
0: for a fact that this person would not have been able to fit. Setting in with you. boundaries. Let's yeah. talk
2: about that in terms of situations. Yeah, but I
0: also want to ask you: What did you learn from that
2: experience at the start of
0: the year? Because you learn a lot.
2: Yeah, I did. I well, I learned what it, what it's like to really feel something. Like I, mm. I think, um, but I I learned that I. I, I like ba- i think it's the boundary setting thing yeah. so so prior to that situation ship i had another situation ship yeah. like i think it was almost like 6 months or something who was this with somebody put your, i tr- put the num the start of the oh yeah 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 um and i just let that carry on i just let it just keep just keep happening i was mm. oh whatever like eventually he'll move like on like me or eventually yeah. blah 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 um, I wanna date me. Um, but with this situationship, I was very clear, I was like, right, hit the three month mark. Clearly liked him, clearly told him, was like, hey, mm. had this big chat. He was like or oh, he said a few random things that Can we tell them? I mean I think we can. He's gonna yeah. Parents are divorced, can't commit. Can't commit, can't commit. Too many options, can't commit, parents are divorced. But if but if but if he wanted to date, he'd date me. Great. So anyway, I was like, well, no, you, you have no, He want to stay friends actually. And I was like, no, you, there's, there's no access here if mm. that's like, I've got to set this boundary. Good and I'm you. so glad I
0: have. Yeah. And also here's a big lesson that I've learned. If they want to date you, they'll they date will. you. They will. <laughs> they will date you. Mm-hmm. Like there is no point forcing people making PowerPoint presentations, like fucking trying to convince them. And changing Otherwise, yourself for
2: somebody yeah. as well.
0: That's the biggest loss that you can kind of do. Very proud of you for setting that boundary. I'm proud of myself. And you did the classic, you did the big social media block afterwards as well, didn't you? I did.
2: I'm a huge fan of that. Like, honestly, huge fan. Huge, huge fan of the old block. Mm. I mean, admittedly, I did do that one as a... A mistake. I didn't realise Facebook, like, (laughs) deletes. I love that. Great idea. It was an accident. (laughs) Because I didn't realise that when you delete, like, when you block someone, it unfriends them. And I didn't quite realise that. Yeah. But um, huge fan of it because then they're... I have this theory that if somebody's not directly in your life, Mm. they actually don't exist.
0: Oh, (laughs) Phoebe tells me this all the time. So it's like this... I feel like it's a little bit delusional. She always says to me, like... Whenever I'm going through stuff and you know, I call her at like mm. four AM at my ex-boyfriend's <laughs> mum's house. <laughs> being like, oh
1: baby, I did something yeah. stupid. <laughs>
0: She's always like, just block them. Like, just just stop seeing them because then they don't exist. They genuinely don't. But explain <laughs> that a little bit more. Because I feel like <laughs> I
2: don't know how to explain it, but like, it's I mean, at the end of the day, like what is this is gonna get so no, deep to Sound like superficial deep, like mm. um but nothing like what is real yeah. You know? and if that person doesn't have access to my life my everyday sort of mm. emotions and feelings like i mean there's how many people on the planet so many of them don't exist to me wow that's actually really a good I way of explaining I don't it i know how many of the like none of these people are ever going to think of me i'm never going to think of them if somebody's yeah. not in my life on the day to day or the weekly or the monthly or i'm keeping up to date on social media they don't exist in my yeah. books so they're out of your atmosphere. <laughs> yeah.
0: I actually love that explanation. I'm going to steal that. Yeah. So many people in the world you don't know.
2: Exactly. And they don't exist to you. They don't. Well, I think... They it... haven't
0: come into my life yet. Mm. And you can choose to kick people out. Exactly. And that's where we get into this boundary discussion. Because mm-hmm. I had to have one of these recently mm. where I was just like, what do you want from me? What do you want from me? Because I'm not going gonna... to... I'm just at the stage in my life where I value my... And I know you're the mm. same. We value our independence and our
2: creativity and our own... Success. Success. I think we're very successful women, Gemma. Yeah, I, I think, think we are. are. We're very successful.
0: That's why I love hanging out with you because every time we talk about our goals and our dreams, you never make me feel bad for saying things that I think are preposterous. And that's creds to my mother for that, like yeah. honestly. <laughs> or like, um, so when you went to... Ta- well, I'm getting tangent, oh, yes. we'll talk about okay. this because a big time, I think... The best kinds of friendships, and I've talked about this with people on the show before, are those where every time you see them, you learn more about them. Mm. They're full of surprises. Every relationship like that is beautiful. Like True. And I remember this one time you'd just come back from Tennant Creek, um, which is in the middle of... Northern Territories. Yeah. Smack bang.
2: Population yeah. 3,000.
0: And I was just amazed because you just had this whole new perspective on your future. Yeah. And on
2: your life. Do you want to... Move from situations... Oh, to but I want to stuff. talk about
0: boundaries. But okay, put a pin in it. We're going to talk about Tennant Creek and Phoebe's amazing philosophies and learning and lessons from that. But mm. boundaries was, I think we both prioritise our own personal growth so much more than we did
2: when we were younger. Oh, absolutely. Or even a few months ago. I think when I was younger, I valued it. But it was in the sense that it was because I thought that's like that was how other people would like me more. Like, I mm. wanted to succeed. I remember if like from high school Mm. I was very I was a huge overachiever but a huge perfectionist because I had this crippling anxiety of how I was perceived to other people I Mm. had to be the best at sport I had to have the best ATAR I had Mm. to be oh my god I was like on the debating team and all of that sort of stuff and I I know I did I did I did did it all I did did the music I did the horse riding I did this yeah. sp- kayaking I did the- literally everything you could think of because I was like that's how people are gonna like me and now I only do things because I'm like actually I enjoy these things for myself fuck yes big
0: that's a huge thing you learn in your 20s mm. and I think like it's that shift from external to internal validation mm-hmm. and you realize that your real self is shouldn't be a concept of what others have of you absolutely your real self should be who you firstly it should be close to your actual self and that's like a bit of psychology like your real self should be close to your actual self and that's how you prevent Mm. like feeling disordered and disrupted and distressed Mm. um but also it shouldn't be based on what other people want of you and that i like have this amazing spiritual healer friend in (laughs) uh, carumbin and her name's helena and she's just beautiful she's remarkable and she always said that to me like when i was going through hard times the only person that gets to create your happiness is yourself.
2: And like that's that. a huge
0: shift that you've definitely had in recent oh, years. Oh,
2: absolutely. I mean, it probably helped with other things. With like, no more yeah. contraceptive pill.
0: and. Oh, yeah. We need to talk about oh, that so, many so many things. things. Okay, continue. Yeah, the pill
2: sucks. The pill sucks. <laughs> with both of it, it fucked us both up royally. Like I was so sad six months ago and then came yeah. off it. Now I'm beautiful and my skin's beautiful. Because um, so I went on it for my skincare and... Now my skin's better, now my mental health's better. Anyway, Tangent, played let's, you. Let's, let's get back on track. Boundaries.
0: So <laughs> both of us have, we're not setting boundaries in this conversation, <laughs> but both of us have such very, very vivid ideas of our future. If you're mm. not going to fit in with that, what is the point of keeping you around? Yeah, exactly. And if you're not going to fit into the life that I have now... I'm not going to let you lead me on. Hmm. I'm not going to let you... Like, and this
2: isn't just in terms of relationships. This no. is
0: anyone that comes into Setting my life. Setting boundaries with friendships. I think there comes a point where you really have to sit back and be like, does this person... Would my would my ideal self, with my higher self actually... Would they be in my life? Do When I picture how my higher hmm. self is... Am I still going to be sleeping with that guy who, like, never reciprocates mm. anything? You've
2: got to do, like, a cost-benefit analysis, but not for the present, but also for the future.
0: Yeah. Wow, that's hard. Big Excel spreadsheet you'd need for that.
2: <laughs> if only I knew how to use Excel. <laughs>
0: <laughs> we'll teach
2: you one day. <laughs> one day. Surely you can add no words into the chart. <laughs> okay, actually, I had, I had a maths test for, like, my ag course, yeah. a, like, a week or so ago. And this guy made me a, an Excel spreadsheet so I didn't have to do the maths. Oh, this guy? Yeah. Anyway, moving on. Um,
0: <laughs> I know who this guy is, but he's going got to listen. It's no, off, it's on. off limits. <laughs> well, you know who you are. Um, but I had this recently where, you know, I was feeling led on by this guy. I felt like really insecure and I mm. had a chat with him and I was like, okay, what is this? What do you want from me? Is this casual? Because that's what I want, but it seems like you don't even want that. Mm. And... That's not going to work with me right now. I'm not going to be sitting around waiting for you to message me.
2: Absolutely. Not
0: going to work with my life priorities.
2: No, don't have time. That's the big thing don't as well. I don't have time. Yeah. I'm working part-time doing full-time uni. I don't have time. Yeah,
0: I have so many amazing friends who I would... Like, tonight, I was meant to go on a date cancelled because i wanted to record it with a friend like sorry if you're listening but that's why no my grandma isn't in hospital i'm drinking wine with my really good friend
2: yes and we're talking about you and we're on a date now
0: yeah (laughs) i'm dating my friends and i'm dating myself exactly booyah baby but yeah hell yeah
2: (laughs) hell yeah so situationships
0: have you covered it yeah, we have covered it, I think. And I think there was there's lots of things to learn from it, mm. but also... I'm still
2: learning. I'm still learning. But
0: set, I think set boundaries with yourself and with other people, including your friendships. Like, once a friendship mm. as well crosses a boundary, don't look back. Absolutely. If you, like, and how I see it is, like, if you wouldn't let your friend treat you like this, don't let someone that you're romantically involved treat you like that either. Mm. If you wouldn't let your boss treat you like that, even, if you want to make it even more stricter for yourself, like, m- maybe you're a bit of a push over like I am
2: yeah well it's hard because I think Gemma and I we're all we both oh, sorry I'm eating chocolate um we're both we always say yes to helping people
0: that yeah. is our downfall it's a huge downfall we've gotten ourselves into a lot of trouble doing that I think mm. and uh forgiving people when mm-hmm. we shouldn't there's definitely people you should and it's good to have conversations with them. And sometimes, mm. you know, it's worth being in a we do, wise we just, mind. Doing,
2: we do too much. You do too much for other people.
0: Yeah. And I guess this is kind of also what we want to talk about. Doing the emotional labor mm. for good others. Segue. Yeah, thanks. Part that was smooth. two. Emotional labor. Yeah. Emotional labor. And something especially for men. Mm-hmm. Especially for men. And we'll talk about that when we get back. So I think a big pitfall a lot of women in their 20s fall into is like doing the emotional labor for men and women, but mainly men in their lives. Mm-hmm. I've had that happen to me so many times. Friends, lovers, siblings. It feels weird to say that after lovers. <laughs> <laughs> Scratch that. But you know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. And how do you kind of see it? Because you brought this up with me the Yeah. Other
2: day. Well, I wouldn't say that in my teenage years... So, obviously, I'm, I moved to Canberra when I was 18. Mm. I wouldn't say that I did much emotional labour when I was in high school or anything. Yeah. Who, um, can, who could? No, exactly. And, like, to preface that, like, I, I would, like... Obviously, I grew up with a, an amazing family. Huge privilege to have mm. such, a, like, a stable home mm. life and all of that. Um, and so I never really had to do any of this sort of, like, mm. emotional labor yeah um and then coming to uni and college um i think i've always been a bit like a bit more of a i'm a cancer that's my star sign i'm oh, a bit what, emotional what is a cancer
0: what so emotional what else um
2: i actually don't know i don't really follow astrology that's all you know, I, right? I only follow astrology to like tell that to oh, economic guys freddie is a cancer He's, what my ex is a cancer. Oh, very gentle yeah, well, because I, I, I just see on TikToks of what the cancer is. Yeah. And, but I, I only keep up to date because I like to go on, like when I go on dates and I'll be like, oh, you study economics and like cryptocurrency. Oh, I like something similar, like astrology. <laughs> yeah. anyway, <what> she's,
0: <laughs> um, you know, but Pisces and cancers are both water signs.
2: Yeah, well, apparently since it's a water sign. is yeah. That
0: means you're, yeah. Yeah. you're wearing your Neptune jumper at the moment, which is really appropriate for your water yeah, sign. Yeah, I
2: do like this jumper. It's and you're really a big cozy. beach baby, I think, as well. Except I get sunburnt. Oh, but um, that's okay. Anyway, so but, um, emotional labor, um, and I think when I came to uni and like, I I grew up, I've got two two brothers, so mm. I have a, I have a lot of male friends. Ha, ha pick me, girl. No, I'm like generally no, I just a have girl. a lot of, I just have a lot of male friends. I mm. even in high school, some of my closest mates have always been guys, and I think that's I've got a brother who's really close in age to me. So yeah. makes sense. Makes sense. Um, I'm like I love hoodie. Yeah, <laughs> no, yeah. no, no jokes. Yeah, um yeah. <laughs> Anyways, but I have noticed that as a result, mm. particularly when it's my male friends that are single, um, when I just don't somehow a, when they don't
0: have a girlfriend or boyfriend to
2: yeah do it for them, I seem to become not a mum. I wouldn't say I become a mum. I'm definitely not the mum friend. I become sort of this this person that is. always going to be there to give advice and support or a therapist or a big sister yeah like a bit well I am I am the elder sister that makes probably more sense and I become this sort of like person for all my guy friends not just guy even even female friends to be honest but just like and I'm just giving so much and that was I think when we when we bonded like last year or whatever it was definitely over that sort of topic house i'm doing too much you were doing you still do too much and i find (laughs) this as well like
0: this is kind of inappropriate and if an employer ever listens to this like i'm sure they're probably Mm. gonna fire me but i don't know live a little um like i used to always say i felt like a psychologist and like a prostitute in one like i would it was especially with guys that i was like sleeping with Mm -hmm. where i couldn't quite figure out what they wanted from me and I remember, like, I would go over to their rooms and I would just spend, like, the whole night just, like,
2: mm-hmm.
0: talking them through their childhood trauma, talking them through their parents' divorce. Oh, my divorce. God, actually.
2: And this falls into the situationship yeah. territory as well.
0: Yeah, it's like, okay, so I'm really... Like, this takes energy out of me, and that's a big thing to mm-hmm. realise. When you offer someone so much of your advice, so much of your space, mm-hmm. your time, your words, like, it really takes things away from you and it leaves you mentally exhausted. It
2: does, and I, like... I have, like, incredible friendships with all these people. Yeah. that's not – yeah, just like, quickly.
0: We're not to say that, like, please yeah. come to us, but also – I, it's, I it's Like, I love, I love
2: caring for my friends. Like, I love languages. Mm. I'm – acts of service is my – I love doing acts oh, of service really? for other people. No, and I feel like yours is also words of affirmation. Mm-hmm. Is that yeah. it? Yeah. 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 Okay. Words of affirmation and acts of service. Like, and I, I do genuinely enjoy doing, like, my, mm. things for other people, but mm. it definitely does get to a point that when you – when you're, you yourself are struggling and then, mm. I mean, I've definitely felt that when I've been struggling, I felt incredibly alone. Mm. Um, you wish someone would do what you would do for them. Mm-hmm. Is that kind of a mm-hmm. feeling? Because I think I'm the type of person that will hold it very deep inside mm. and then I just lose it in in my brain <laughs> in my brain and it's usually my family that then has to cop the consequences and they're like but 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 now you're telling us that all these tiny 10 little things have built up into this and i'm yeah. like yes oh my god oh my i god. left it all inside for too long, <laughs> long and, now, bleh, and now it's, it's, all, it's all out rotten. in the open exactly and that's because i think i like yeah You take on a
0: lot. It's like your mum. Um, the other day when we were writing that job application for you, and one of the criteria is like works well under pressure, and then you like told your mum, and your mum was like, "Hell no," (laughs) because
2: my mum is the one that yeah, love you, mum.
0: No, and she's and that's the thing. Like, if you don't have a, like, I really want to drill into this emotional labor thing because I feel like it is a massive concept where it's like boundaries do really because of the patriarchy. Yeah, and. I feel like you end up adopting I found so many times I end up adopting a maternal role mm-hmm. where I'm like I'm here to comfort you, I'm here to support you, I'm here to help you through everything and I'll willingly enter that role not expecting anything back. But I yes. but I think and, and like deep inside you know that they won't even give it back to you. They won't ever provide that mm-hmm. service to you even if you wanted it. Because that's exactly. your role, that's your function yeah. especially as women who have their lives together. Mhm. Not that we have them completely together, like, <laughs> not at all. Yeah. But but women who are emotionally mature, it's like people seek you out, realise that you have that kind of – your they roots are in the ground. They get something
2: from you. They and they see your something. weak spot. Mm. They're like,
0: I know that if I just play the sad person in this situation or, like, if I just show them even the tiniest bit of, you know, the things I'm going through – their empathy bone is just going to light up Mm. and they'll just, their just knee jerk reaction is just to care for you, to take you under their wing. And it just, it
2: kind of makes me a little bit annoyed sometimes. It makes me very annoyed. I mean, yeah, it makes
1: me very
0: annoyed. Like I'm having this situation with someone at the moment and I'm just like, what do you want from me right now? Like, why am I here? Mm -hmm. And it just becomes so obvious that Mm. the only reason they talk to me is because they need me to provide them with emotional support. Yeah. And it's so exhausting and, and it's draining. Not, it's not
2: even just emotional support. It's it's being asked to do things like driving them somewhere. Oh. At Shh. The, the click of a hat. <laughs> and it's and yeah. little things like that. I'm happy to do it. Uh, there was a time at college that I used to edit people's papers for them and for free. For free. When for you free, had your own
0: stuff going on? Yeah. You just to give too much, Phoebe.
2: I know. Your heart's too big for I your I could have made sometimes. so much bank that t- year, but no, I, I edited mm. people's papers. Or you could have had free time. Exactly. I actually like editing people's stuff, but I should have you know. But what part do you like more? Do you like that you're doing something <laughs> for someone?
0: Exactly. <It's> like, called <laughs> I mean, like, out. I know. I'm not trying to call you out. Yeah. But it's, like, worth, like, really analyzing, like, what kind it of... Is. Cause it is. Because there is an incentive to do it. You wouldn't be doing it if you were being forced against mm. your will. But it's, like, what kind of incentive is that? But I really do see it. And I see it with so many of my female friends. And I, and I think it's an important disclaimer. I think I've gotten very good. All the people who I would... Any person in my life right now would willingly drop everything and help them out. Because I also know
2: that they would do that back for me. It's not a transactional relationship. Absolutely. And I think I'm I'm in a similar boat where it's been what almost four years of doing mm. too much and now I'm yeah. like, well, if you're if, if you're somebody that's receiving this, this service, I guess, from me yeah. But that's because I know you'll do in return.
0: Yeah. And it's like important to recognise that and it kind of leads like leads back into our boundaries conversation. How much are you gonna are you willing to give to people and how much do you wanna be a yes person? Because being a yes person gets mm. you in trouble. Like, I don't know, in the last gets six years lots of
2: fun things too. You get to yeah. Things. It does, but then it's like if you say yes to everything <laughs> okay disclaimer, is it's yes to certain things. I mean yeah. in terms of career opportunities, say yes to everything. Yeah. Say Travel yes to every single opportunity you get, say yes to it. Yeah. In terms of doing too much for other people, sometimes it's good to say no.
0: Yeah, and I think sometimes we both don't say no when we really want to. Like, how many times have you found that in the past couple of months where you're in a situation <laughs> you're like, I really don't want to be here? <laughs> and here you are. Yeah. That was me last... No, I'm not going to say that. But I've had that recently. And I think it links back to... You remember when one of the first things we talked about psychologically was like this high integrative and low
2: integrative complexity. Good segue. It was a good segue, wasn't it? Because it's really... Do you want me to explain what it is? Yeah, Gemma's going to explain it because I... Sometimes we'll have a conversation and I'll go, "What's that thing again that you told me about?" <laughs> yeah. And it's
0: this. And it's this because it really applies to Phoebe in a nutshell. So, okay, go. Okay. Woo. So, there's this concept and it's in psychology and it's low integrative and high integrative complexity. And it's these ways of viewing the world and it's often associated with things uh, like your political views as an example, but also just your general Perspective way of applying things to the world, way of interacting with the world. So, people with low integrative complexity see things as very black or white, good or bad, you know, evil or angel, I don't know. Very like it's very this or that. So, for example, you know, the war in Iraq is like a really good example of this. People who supported that, you know, they saw people in iraq as, as terrorists which isn't true but they saw them as that and they were really able to be like they're bad guys we're good guys therefore we can invade whereas people with high integrative complexity they're often a lot more intelligent oh, um stop it. yeah i know right it's just leading into compliments <laughs> often a lot more it is a date i tell you yeah. i know i want to can i sweep over Yeah, yeah. um, keep going with the definition. Um, yeah. So people with high integrative complexity are often more creative. They think about things in a nuanced way. So if you have a dilemma, say a friend, you're not going to think or someone wrongs you, you're not going to be like they did this, therefore they're bad because anyone who does this is bad. Mm. You're going to be like, oh, this person did this thing to me okay let me think about it from their perspective let me think about different interpretations let Mm. me pull this apart and analyze it from various perspectives i want to problem solve this like your brain refuses to see things in this just like dichotomy of different categories so high integrative complexity it's people who it's very difficult for them to make decisions about things does that sound familiar
2: I do feel a little bit called out, but yes.
0: But I gave you so many compliments. No, true, 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 true. And now 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 the hammer hits. <laughs> like I love you but. <laughs> I love you but, yeah. Um, that was really nice, but yeah. Um, so it's like they find it really hard to make decisions. They mm. find it very easy to see the good in people, which kind of leads back to that like people pleasing yes person type idea because if you see everything from every single perspective if you just tear ideas apart until they are their bones you get to then be selective about how you get to view a situation yeah so in terms of the war on Iraq, because it's a really good example of people who have low integrative and high integrative complexity you might see this war and you might be like yeah but how come this what contributed to this like is there any possibility that we're actually the bad guys because isn't the things that we're upset about the same things that we're doing to them like this that that and then you get to really create a more nuanced and complex view Mm. and
2: i think phoebe has high integrative complexity (laughs) that is like i have to admit one of the highest compliments not that either is better than the other but like Huge compliment. Huge I, compliment. I feel
0: like one is... Well, okay. you need both yeah. in the you world. Need,
2: you need both in the world. And I, I, I really appreciate Gemma saying that because it almost confirms what I'm studying. So I study mm. I study environmental science but, and, and international relations, but we forget about I that. I forgot that you yeah, study that. Yeah, we forget. I study that one. Um, and <laughs> the, in, in, in my environment degree, I do a lot of systems dynamics, which is that mm. idea you can create these systems diagrams where you can connect... So for example, I did I did a project recently on climate change and health. Um, I read this paper. <laughs> yes. Um. And and about how climate change impacts health. And like yeah. for some people, like, oh, well, I, I guess so. I guess I guess a warming climate is going to why why affect give, health? Give us some of the reasons. Okay. Well, there's three the three categories. Yeah. There's like a direct reason. There's a flood from climate change. You die. Oh, done. that got really serious really <laughs> quickly. the second level is like, um, like through um diseases like um, okay. vector-borne diseases. There's going to be an increase in, of malaria in Australia due to rising temperatures. So why? That's, why? Because oh, because the, the climate's changing. So it's the rising. bugs, the mosquitoes. The, so yeah, the mosquito. Yeah. Yep, they the mos- like it hot. They like it hot. And the mosquitoes are going to be coming right to Australia, carrying that malaria. And the, the third one is like mental health. So you'd go, okay. oh, how's, how's like mental health or socioeconomic as well? You could say there's going to be higher rates of domestic violence as a result of climate change. Why? Because rising temperatures can cause a natural disaster and... all like natural a drought. Des- a drought, and that causes mental stress and that causes partners to lash out onto each other and doesn't i don't think it causes it triggers it no yeah it triggers it and so you can create these system diagrams where you can connect the political to the social to the economic and you can go into these subcategories of each and you can figure out which variables affecting what. And I don't know. Yeah. I find that fascinating. Yeah. I find it really and cool. And this is high integrative
0: <laughs> complexity because I so when me and Phoebe first became friends, we used to do lots of study together. And I remember you would your approach to you would an essay would take you so much longer than
2: anyone else. No, but it wouldn't take me longer. I would ponder for like weeks over it. I'd be like, what about this perspective? And then I would write like maybe Six different essay like plans, like just plans. I wouldn't even start writing. Then it would be the two days before the essays due, and, <laughs> and that's I would. When we would see each other, and then I, yeah, and then I would smash out like I I think this is just such a skill. I would <laughs> no, smash you out. You should see her do this. <laughs> I will it's smash insane. out an essay in like two days and just like. And then I retype it multiple times and then I realize that I hate it so I delete it all and then I retype <laughs> it all again and then boom done
0: perfectionist syndrome <laughs> but it's because oh my God like you should just hear her just, she was doing this one on fishing once <laughs> I've never ever heard someone get so like I you just you just got yourself into a rabbit hole you were like but then what about this
2: what about that like just
0: for borrowed... context
2: the essay was about how does um what was it again it was Sri Lanka wasn't yeah it? the Polk Strait and how um a decrease in fish uh, like overfishing in the Polk Strait is causing violence but it's creating like a like a, a cycle of violence yeah Anyway, between Sri Lanka and if if anyone wants that essay, they can reach out to me and I will send it to them. I'll drop her Insta
0: in the in the in the description and you can hit her up
2: because it was really good. I read it; it
0: was really good. And then remember, I went home and I was getting YouTube video recommendations, (laughs) (laughs) and I was like, God. The algorithm is no's. Yeah, it does. We were in close proximity. But,
2: yeah, so what are your thoughts on high integrative complexity and – Well, I think you have it. <laughs> are there – okay, I want to know, are there downfalls to it? Yeah,
0: absolutely. Like, so normally people would be, like, Oh low – especially we, we exist in a pretty – you and I, like, in a pretty elitist – Society. Canberra is highly elitist.
2: Absolutely. And I come from such a privileged background. Me too. Such a privileged background. um
0: And everyone here is, I would say, the. uh, I know a few people who I would. It's like funny because when you start studying psychology, you begin like doing these things where you just like categorize everyone into these. It's pretty dangerous because you probably shouldn't (laughs) do that. Mm. But you know you see these like patterns of behavior and like traits that people have and you're like low integrative high integrative like you apply these different concepts Mm. to them so i do definitely recognize people in my life who are low integrative and and phoebe did say like low integrative doesn't necessarily mean negative oh absolutely not it just means low levels of abstraction so Mm. high levels of abstraction firstly if you have high integrative complexity you're more likely to have a higher iq Um, so congrats on that
2: one. (laughs) Thanks. Well, over a hundred. Sometimes it doesn't show through.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I'm sure I can think of many 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 examples. (laughs) (laughs) that's when I'm like, oh, she's in a low integrated complexity (laughs) moment. But a downside is also you're more likely to have greater levels of anxiety.
2: Oh, yeah. Bingo. Bingo.
0: Smack bang bingo. (laughs) And think about it. Because it's like, if you get a problem... It would be so easy. I wish I could be the person who's like, I know the answer to this because I have these very clear categories of what's mm-hmm. right and what's wrong and what's this and what's that in my mind. But if you do have that high integrative, those, those categories are not clear, which leads mm-hmm. to significant overthinking mm-hmm. um, and can lead to like pretty bad anxiety. Yeah. I think it's harder Connecting to connect the dots on problems that don't need to be connected. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, absolutely. And I'm sure you find this heaps with like environment, like you do a lot about like climate change. Yes. It would be pretty scary being someone with high integrative and approaching issues that are just, by nature, incredibly complex. Wicked
2: problems. Wicked, Wicked problems. problems.
0: And you talk about them. It, do you ever get, like, really bad climate anxiety?
2: I... It's hard because I personally... Like, I I do, but I don't. Mm. I... Because, like, with climate change, I'm going to be lucky. Like, I'm I'm very, very... Privileged, yeah, and that's just like the luck of the draw of where I was born, yeah, um, and the family I was born into and all of that. It's gonna be the the country. It's gonna yeah, Yeah. and the country, but it's gonna be the people who are low socioeconomic, um, low yeah Yeah. low socioeconomic, uh rural rural people of color, um indigenous indigenous people. It it's gonna be those people that are gonna be hit the hardest, and so. I feel climate anxiety for other people, maybe not for myself so much. Mm.
0: Um, Isn't it crazy? Yeah. Like,
2: didn't just recently, there was, like, a UN, UN report that
0: Australia is, like, the lowest? Yeah. Uh, and I'm like, okay, here's the thing. Yes, we have significant impacts of climate change. Like, I lived through the bushfires a couple of years ago. Like, mm. we were in... That was only, like, a year, two, years two years ago. Two years ago, yeah. We were, like, stuck in Bateman's Bay, like, literally on, on the doorstep of mm. one of the biggest bushfires in Australia the, the consequences of climate change in this country are very apparent
2: exactly and i think one of the reasons why i'm interested in climate mm. change is because it like so i'm like interested in the social side of it maybe mm. the economic side of it and because it, it it's not just an environmental issue yeah. it's like i remember in my first year of uni we did this diagram like you can construct so many different sort of diagrams of it but it had it had social in the little like a circle in the middle Mm. then it had economic and the outside then it had environment Mm. and it's like if you affect the environment you affect everything you affect every single aspect of your life you is you affect the political you Mm. you impact the the social and the economic yeah like if you like in obviously it depends on the problem but like if you affect the social it kind of can only like sometimes will only affect the social yeah if you affect the economic example of that uh, oh i don't know you put me on the spot but oh sorry but yeah it's it's i don't know i think that's why i'm interested in it because it's, it has such a consequence on mm. all these other facets of people's yeah. lives
0: yeah and i think the big thing is like in australia you know we're, co- we're contributing so much but it's going to be creating problems for those our government quite frankly doesn't care about like and what do you mean don't say that <laughs>
2: I work for the APS. Oh, sorry. So cut this bit out. <laughs> oh, no, <sorry>, but <laughs> okay. okay yeah. it's
0: not Phoebe saying it, it's me. Yeah. Like, there are just certain populations that our government neglects. It's really, like, Indigenous groups being a primarily one, like, prim- mm. a primary one. Absolutely. But it's not just them. It's, like, you know, climate change is, like, the the, you know, the best collective action problem there is. Because no, and the worst collective the action worst, problem yeah. to try and solve. The, the best in terms of, like, it's the perfect example mm. of exactly... The issue whereby, like, we contribute to the problem because we want the benefits
2: of coal and shit like that. And We, then, we could do a whole another episode on this because I'm sorry, so we really yeah, go on a tangent. We we can come back to this another day. We'll do yeah. we'll do a climate anxiety and what we could do a group one with like me and Erin and, and Tanea, some some of the Enviro girls. We'll get I feel song. like I need you guys to talk about it more because I just have very yeah, like we're going to come back to political this. We're ideas come back.
0: and I think we need to talk about your time in these, some of these communities in Tennant Creek. So um, Tennant Creek, we kind of brought it up before, but I think it's been a huge, it was a huge kind of turning point for you. Yeah, and absolutely. very rarely do you have those where you're like, oh, this is a moment that I need to take a hold of, recognise, mm-hmm. and this will be impacting me for years to come. So how did you end up in Tennant Creek?
2: Yeah, so I'm, I'm not going to go too much into detail well, on, Work because and, of my work, um, but I'm really fortunate to have... A job in the public service that allowed me to travel, mm-hmm. um, which in travel to on a topic that I'm interested in, which and is? Uh, like social social issues, yeah, yeah. environmental. Uh, which is social social environment. What yes. is it? I um, so I was really fortunate. I got to do a work trip pretty early on in my job um, to Tennant Creek. Mm. Yeah, and middle I, of nowhere. Middle of nowhere. I came back with a lot of thoughts. To my friends, mm. um, we had a great chat about it when you came. Yeah, out. yeah. So for context, Tennant Creek smack bang in the middle of Northern Territory. I had never been there. I'm from Adelaide originally, mm. lived in Canberra. Adelaide. Right. Yeah, that's pretty much it. Um, and what did you find when you went there? Because you were going there for
0: work, but you came back with like it was insane. You,
2: yeah, you and I think I think, I think anyone I think anyone that would travel to remote locations in Australia. Mm. You know, regional Victoria, regional New South Wales. So, for context, I'm yeah, I'm interested in rural regional issues. Like yeah. that's, I'm not a city girl. I, no. All my friends are telling me they're like wanting to move to Sydney or Melbourne. I can't think of anything worse. Why <laughs> did you just call me out? I don't. I can't think of anything worse. I want to. My dream is to move to a farm in New Zealand, <laughs> in the middle of nowhere. Yeah, with, with like, your sheep.
0: With a hot farmer. Oh. Phoebe wants a farmer. Simon <laughs> not... wants a farmer, wants
2: a wife. Um, <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> and, um, yeah, and so Tennant Creek is one of the um, most... has really high rates of violence, mm-hmm. um, has really high rates of sexual assault, yeah, yeah including towards children. Mm-hmm. Um, it also has um, a really sad history it's in the northern territory um say like i would like to say like you know my respect to the traditional owners that i got to they welcomed me onto their land the Mm. waramungu people and but as a result it has got this really sad colonial history Mm. um with the stolen generation and like i'm not indigenous i don't want to speak too much on that um but it was so i've traveled to develop like i mean the term that some people like academics use is developing countries and i've traveled to places like that and i would say that some of the standards of living mm. in rural like remote australia yeah. are worse than in places where we have um a foreign like foreign aid budget too really yeah it was Fuck. it was just it was really it was quite upsetting mm. um yeah, Boy, like you, but you came back and you
0: kind of just had this new vigor. Like, what, what did it kind of teach you about what you, what you wanted to do in the future?
2: Yeah, so I think I mean, growing up, family full of doctors. They've, I mean, family full of doctors that are all like public health physicians. Yeah. So they're not they're not you know your, your surgeons or anything. Yeah. But um, uh, sort of came back knowing that like I mean my mum always says my parent my mum and dad always say this to me they're like you're not put on this earth to make money. Mm. And they're like, you put on this earth to make this earth a better place for other people. And, of course they I know, because they did. Bloody angels. <laughs> and so I really like them saying that because it has made me go, I don't think I'd feel fulfilled if I was doing something that was only serving the purpose of making money. Yeah. And so going to Tennant Creek, um, with all the problems that Tennant Creek has, I'm sure you can Google it, and the Barclays as a whole, um, because that that place is beautiful, mm. beautiful people, beautiful um environment. There's a lot of hope. There is a lot of hope for the future. Yeah. And I mean, I'm such an outsider. Like I'm such a clear outsider. I was basically a tourist. Yeah. Um, but it's good you can recognize that yeah. instead of suggesting you're an expert. No, I I have no clue how to, mm. you know, do solve these incredibly complex problems but it has made me go like i will not be happy in my life if i don't work on something that i feel like i'm doing good for the world yeah that sounds so like savior of me but
0: no but i don't know (laughs) i think your intentions are incredibly pure and it's just that you found this thing that you've been like well this is this is it like this is something that is the fact that you know these areas aren't prioritized the fact that
2: no one seems to care because Australia is such like I'm just gonna say it very bluntly Australia is incredibly racist. Yeah, it, it is. is it, the colonial history of Australia and um, how we treat anyone that's not white is yeah. disgusting. Like I'm, I'm, oh, I'm, I'm a white person. Whatever. Like that's who I. That's yeah, who I am. But I have people in my family that are migrants that are not yeah. white, and I have have. You know, I've... I've Like, it's it's so obvious. It's so like, easy you, you, to see. It's so easy to see. Like, you don't have to be...
0: You don't have to... be. That, <laughs> that doesn't have to be your lived experience it's... to appreciate that it's someone else's. Yeah. Like, that's empathy.
2: Yeah. It's basic
0: empathy being like... And that's the thing I don't understand. It's like, a lot of people... I've, like, met people who are like, Australia isn't racist. Like, I've never seen it. Mm. It's like,
2: look closer. Literally mm-hmm. look closer. You're... And, like, obviously, I have no lived experience of mm. racism. But it was pretty damn obvious to me that Tennant Creek is living the people living in Tennant Creek are living a very very different Australia to the Australia that I grew up in wow and
0: what did that kind of so you've kind of mentioned what what that made you think about for the future but, like, in five years' time, do you see yourself? Because you applied for a job in Tennet Creek. You came back oh, wait, and you.
2: Wait, 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 yeah. Yeah. I, I, I didn't. I removed it.
0: So yeah. I'm oh, doing. she was I'm gonna do, it.
2: I'm going to do honors next year instead. Oh, yeah, yeah. But yeah. she.
0: But it was. Yeah, sorry. Not to yeah. out you. But, like, you kind of came back and were like, yeah, this is what I want to do. Like, any help I can be just by listening, just by knowing the systems, like, I'll yeah. do it. Yeah. Because s- I
2: think there's a. There's a. There's a. I have. I think you've. Got to use, like, your privilege for good. Like, I have, yeah. gr- I went to an amazing school. I have an amazing family. I got to do any extracurricular activity I ever wanted to yeah. do. Got to go to an amazing university. I'm financially supported. I'm financially stable. Like, I'm a white woman. Like, I should use, like, yeah. this power. Like, it, I guess you could call it a power for good. Yeah, power. I mean, in terms of the climate change stuff, I find that it's... I will be somebody from, like... A conservative background mm. is more likely to listen to me yeah. than someone else. somebody else that doesn't have the privileges that I have. And that they don't respect. They don't respect that yeah. person and they're never going to listen to them or change their mind. But I have a higher chance of being able to... Yeah. yeah. Facilitate
0: a conversation because Facil- they're not going yeah, to exactly. walk in with prejudice. Exactly. So, like, and, oh, you're
2: one of us. Like, yeah. there's
0: in-groups and out-groups all over Australia and you just have to look for them.
2: And I think, in, as well, there's, like, a clear lack of communication channels between different community groups around Australia, yeah. whether that be re- regional areas or whatever, mm. and trying to understand how government works or how does um how does the, the power system work, yeah. how does who's in power in Australia work. So, I yeah. think... Because I come from this background, I understand how these systems yeah. work. We've but, navigated them because we mm, we didn't have trouble navigating exactly. them. Exactly. So I feel like it's. I almost feel like I should make space by like taking a step back, but creating a space, a communication channel for yeah people that yeah. can't. I don't know. Like I don't want this to come off as like it doesn't. I'm I don't some think it sort does. of like
0: white savior or whatever. No, because you see, you're very aware. Like you know, you know that where you've come from but i want
2: to like i want to use my skills for good Yeah, you're like, <laughs> I wanna, like, it's, it's like
0: the education that i got like i might yeah. as well like, do something that's like doesn't just benefit like myself white people in australia <laughs> yeah, for the myself, future for yeah. every future generation but yeah five years time and you're doing honors next year like so many big yeah, things Yeah,
2: honors that should be cool if i can yeah. get that sorted
0: <laughs> any words of wisdom before we say goodbye I yeah. asked Kate this question, I think it really does spur conversation. But like Ooh. biggest lesson you've learnt last year. What what has it been in your in your second year of your twenties? Oh
2: okay. Um I feel like I'm still learning. So yeah. it's you could ask me this question every single week and it'd probably be a different yeah. answer depending on like what Isn't
0: that the best part though? It's like every yeah. year, every week there's a new lesson to kind of be learnt from the situations life throws at you.
2: I think in your 20s, you have to, uh, you have like... Oh, it's hard. Oh. It's okay. This is, like, a response that is, like, what your it's 20s in is like.
0: <laughs> yeah, I know. It's, like, um, I was going to say, like, in your 20s, I thought you were going to say, like, in your 20s, you say yes. And then we've talked
2: about how you shouldn't say yes. <laughs> well, because... Okay, so I think everything, to sum up, the conclusion. Yeah. The conclusion of this podcast. Concluding remarks. Concluding remarks situationships terrible set your boundaries set your boundaries with friends because that also includes protecting yourself from doing emotional labor that is unnecessary which we talked about emotional Mm -hmm. labor is fine if it's reciprocated
0: and if you know where you stand and you also should what else have we spoken about um high integrative low integrative we talked about so much exactly but big psychological concepts you
2: i think the main thing is just like look after yourself is that your lesson yeah I mean I'm terrible at it but um look after yourself yeah know what you want out of life and if if you figure out what you want out of life Mm. go get it go get it amazing words to finish on because that's the thing isn't it like I because I am so lucky to have had such a supportive family that have told me to just go get whatever I want like yeah, you can do it. You deserve it. Like you, so you deserve good well. things in your life. Exactly.
0: Well, amazing, very stirring words from Phoebe. <laughs> thank you for I'm coming so on. I'm so sorry
2: for such a chaotic podcast. No,
0: trust me. When we listen back to it, it's going to sound smooth as little. Oh, up. okay. Well, thank you so much for coming on and for Woo! devoting your Friday night. Yes! And some snacks <laughs> for us to talk about these things. Um, I hope you guys have enjoyed our wisdom it's a bit of a ramble but that's the point of these episodes if you don't like it you don't have to listen so Mm -hmm. there's my kind words for you lovely um, to meet
2: you all Yeah, Phoebe is a
0: great friend and I'm so glad she said yes so I hope you got something out of it and (laughs) we'll see you next week where we're going to talk about the psychology of social anxiety I'm keen to tune in for that one bye! (laughs) It's time to celebrate Black History Month at the Walmart Black and Unlimited Clock. One at Flatiron Plaza in New York City and one at ovation hollywood in los angeles from 8 a.m to 8 p.m with giveaways dropping every hour on the hour it is the perfect time to try like and share black led products it's free it's for everyone and it's your chance to see how you can level up your daily routine with black led products that are creating a new world of choice at walmart trust me you don't want to miss it